Welcome to episode 179 of Chew On This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic, welcome to this episode, because this episode we finally get to review Captain Marvel after a whole bunch of shit um, that apparently is still going on. So yes, um, strap in, because we're going to talk about a lot of stuff inside and outside the movie. Um, but let's get the boring stuff out of the way, which actually isn't boring this time, but... Uh, 340 total reviews, 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy shit. That's a lot of reviews. That's more than most people, in it, and it's only been out a day. Uh, Yeah, one full day. That's crazy. Okay, 79%. Okay. So this is part of the controversy, but... Um, That's the critics, it's 50-something. It's, yeah, it's critics is 79%, but it's the audience score that's really bizarre. Right, it's um, it is fifty five percent right now. Um, so, wow. Uh, let's just keep going with the boring stuff so that we can just okay. get to the nitty gritty. Um, right. Let's see, box office at the time of this recording. Again, it only had one full day, and it was about sixty one million. Um, that's, it's that's estimated. No. What's it estimating? Like I think one fifty, one fifty to one eighty, something like that. Well, it well here is the thing. It's it's. So they're guessing that the domestic is going to be around 160 for three days total, which is fucking gigantic. It's it's huge. Um, I, the theater so, I went to, I went to one of the early showings today, and it was packed. I, I had to sit in the front row. It's yeah, I went at one at it first. Was, we're on one thirty. It was packed, but <laughs> it was uh, so packed. With the global, if that holds up too, it'll be 460 million in the opening weekend. Now, just to put that on perspective, put that in perspective, Black Panther, who had a gigantic opening weekend, would, uh, did 430. So it actually has a chance to beat it by 30 million. And Force Awakens did about a little over 500, which is the what the gold standard. But I think there's a movie right. that's that's above that. But Black Panther also opened up on President's Day weekend, I believe. And they did two hundred and two million domestically, though. Right. Uh, okay. So, so, but this is what this the, is significant, though. What we're about to talk week about of April. <laughs> yeah. So it, this this thing March. is going to be gigantic. And yeah, yeah. So do you want to you want to you want to get initial reactions out of the way, or you want to do the other let's, thing let's, first? Let's uh, let's do the initial reaction, and then let's get into the why this is so significant okay so um, here's uh my initial reaction okay i really enjoyed it um thoroughly from beginning to end i really enjoyed it i in the trailer she didn't look very emotional she looked very like one-dimensional in the trailer but they they did a really good job in this movie of just keeping everything hush hush like marvel usually does mm -hmm. so anyway because we got so much to talk about i'm just gonna say i liked it from beginning to end which is something that I want to talk about later. So why it's it sounds so like uh, so it sounds like you liked it more than I did. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I I, I, I did. I, I liked it, but I wasn't in love with it. I didn't find anything fascinating or exciting about it. It was just and, and she for a lot of the time is kind of one note. Unfortunately, she was the least she was the least interesting character I thought in the whole movie. But um, having said that, I, there's still parts that I found you know that were. You know, pretty good. It was a standard Marvel affair. It wasn't anything like crazy spectacular, but mm -hmm. I think I think this is what they could do for the first female. Uh, you know, I think I, part of the problem is this: if they would have done this years ago, I think I would have a different reaction to it. Now we're twenty movies in; it took them that long to do, you know, a female-driven movie. Right. And uh, so, anyway. But my initial reaction was, I just, I just thought it was okay. I just, I enjoyed mm. it for what it was. But I didn't like tomorrow. I'm going to forget about it, you know. So, anyway. Um, so there's nothing like that really stood out to make you think that it was just okay. I there wasn't anything that I watched at all where I was like, holy shit, that was fucking awesome. I was just okay. like, oh, that was cool, you know, like, or some of the twists and like there was a couple of things in it where I'm like, oh, they just filled a plot hole. Okay, cool. You know, I right. was like, I was like happy with that, but I wasn't like jumping out of my seat or anything like that. So okay. might've been because I was really tired too, but I don't know. Um, so it sounded like you enjoyed it more than I did, but I yeah. didn't think it was, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I, I don't want to say like it was shit or anything. I just thought, I just thought it was like standard Marvel fare, you know, nothing. So like Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. So, uh, anyway, 
So let's get into, before we actually get into the nitty-gritty of the movie, we should really talk about this fucking bullshit that's been going on in the background that has nothing to do with the movie, and it also has everything to do, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with the movie as far as, like, all these people that are hating on it didn't even get to fucking see the movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like they. So now that the movie's out, we can now talk about the stupid shit that's been going on. So just really quickly, and I don't know how much time we're going to spend on it, but basically, I think this all date back, dates back to like I think three or four weeks ago when Brie Larson said something to the effect of she doesn't just want white men either interviewing or reviewing her movie, meaning she wanted more inclusion and representation from everyone instead of just all guys. So, so that, of course, uh, sparked quote-unquote outrage, um, even though the majority of people think they're retarded, because she didn't say that she hates men. She just said she didn't want this ongoing male dominance that's been going on for hundreds of years in Hollywood, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, more outside of Hollywood, but specifically in Hollywood, it's been about over 100 years. So she didn't say anything wrong. They just got all fucking sensitive about it and basically wanted to review bomb everything that had to do with Captain Marvel without even seeing the movie. So, right, right. So Rotten Tomatoes said they they were going to shut down the audience score. Then that didn't happen. Then they purged like 50,000 audience scores because it was just utter bullshit. Like, I fucking hate this movie. And then that was the end of the review, you know? Like, like nothing that the, had any substance to it. The one that irritated me also was like, oh, she's I, I don't like this movie because she doesn't smile enough in the movie. <laughs> That's like, actually like, in the movie. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, really? That's what you're going to target? It's funny that they said okay. that, and that's actually in the movie. Yeah, how crazy is that? Yeah. It's a, it's kind of like that line. It's kind of like when Ghostbusters did uh, the internet troll thing, you know, yeah. and like fucking called them out for it on, on that too. So it seems like they, they knew something was happening. Uh, it, it, either that or it was just beautiful writing <laughs> on how somebody would think this movie has anything to do with hating men. Right. You know, so it's just dumb. It's really just stupid. It's just, I don't even know what to call them besides trolls because it's I, just fucking retarded. Yeah, it's really, uh, it is really idiotic. I mean, this is more, way more backlash than the Black Panther movie got because the Black Panther controversy was really It wasn't stupid controversy. Enough. Well, or, or uh, not controversy, but like. The backlash of like, oh, what about the white superheroes? Is like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, they don't get, they get all the other movies. What? Why? Why are you shitting on this? Yeah, that one. That one was without anybody saying anything even remotely close. Not that Brie Larson again said anything wrong, right? But she, uh, she misconstrued, or they just said they just jumped on. They just it wanted to like, jump on it, and it's out of yeah. context. And like, she had to explain herself. But like, if you just listen to or read what she said. It, she said exactly what she had to explain later. You know, it's just over explaining something that was given. They just want to change the context, right. change the meaning of what she said. So that's basically. So, I mean, the audience score, 50, 55% is the audience score, which I cannot. This is the exact opposite, basically, of like Batman v Superman and Man of Steel. Yeah. Like, this is. So, so like, even at Rotten Tomatoes, like uh, the critics have it at seventy nine percent. I don't even really agree with that. I would put it more like in the mid eighties, but it's because it does what it's supposed to do. Well, you got a lot of things going on here for hate, or not just for the women. You got the DC fanboys too. Right, right, right. You right. know they have every excuse That's for every Marvel too. movie of being shitty, and still to this day, still make the argument that Disney's paying for paying for reviews or paying for Rotten Tomatoes to make them Yeah, look I mean, it's funny. People just don't look at a movie as a whole and not, you know what I mean? Just, like, watch the movie and see if you decide. Well, I mean, remember DC fanboys, uh, instead of doing the opposite of tanking Captain Marvel's score, they, you know, gave it such high reviews no matter how shitty the movie was. And they did the exact opposite of what some of them are doing now for Captain Marvel, which right. is pretty ironic. It is ironic. Um, so, anyway... Uh, Really stupid, and I hope I, I really hope this movie this movie's supposed to break some records, and I hope it does, and I hope it shuts a lot of these people up. And uh, yeah, I mean for those for that purpose alone, I hope it does that. But again, yeah, for me, it, yeah. it, I really want to see. I, I thought you would actually be on the same page with me, so I'm kind of interesting to know 
why well, I, you just didn't like something that didn't click to you. Yeah, it and it has nothing again. It has nothing to do with it being. I, I just want to put that out there. It has nothing to do with it being female centric <laughs> at all. Like I, my favorite characters, my favorite people in the movie were not Captain Marvel. It was everybody else. I thought Nick Fury was way. I mean, I I loved his character because it it was before he became all grizzled and didn't trust anybody. Like I liked his character. I right. liked his. I liked his. Um, you know him riffing with her. I, I did like their dynamic. I liked him and the cat. You know, even though the cat was like completely predictable, I I still liked that dynamic. I liked the co-pilot, like her, not her, not co-pilot, her her friend, her best friend. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was dynamic. I liked the daughter. I liked. Um, fuck, uh, Jude Law was pretty cookie cutter, but you know he did what he could do. I, I even liked Annette Benning. I was like, wow, she's I haven't seen her in so long, you know. Right. She finally, she's job. finally in a comic book movie. Yeah. After and all so, those years. No doubt. So there were things about it I really liked, but I thought her character, just like Black Panther, there just wasn't something, it just wasn't, uh, like just I wasn't um, charmed by her at all. Right. Like I just felt she was very stiff. And then I thought, well, maybe as the movie goes along, she's going to start kind of, lightening up a little bit and every now and then she'd smile or like they do they do a joke or whatever but i also felt like she hasn't been on earth she doesn't know who she is and yet she can just immediately know what things are and 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 you know she's not like i was expecting like something like a a star trek voyage home situation where they had no fucking Mm. clue what's going on in the past and so i i felt like you know, it was not a fish out of water story. It was, she just adapted. And I'm not going to say Mary Sue because that's fucking stupid. I'm just saying, like, story point of view, it's like I expected more, like, fish out of water. I don't understand what the fuck is going on around here. This place is weird, you know, whatever. Right. She just kind of just flows right in. And I know she was on Earth before and all that stuff, but she's, she has. But at that point, she doesn't remember. She doesn't remember anything. You know, and so there was that. I mean, there was just really nitpicky things, man. It just like I said, this movie isn't terrible. It's not bad. It's actually a pretty decent movie. But for me, I just wasn't wowed by it. Like I felt her character was really stale at times when mm. and, and not dynamic. And that kind of bothered me. I was like, even like Wonder Woman, like Gal Gadot, she's so fucking charming that even when she's in kicking ass or whatever, she's just super cool, you know? And I, I have, I kind of expected that from Larson a little bit because she is a terrific actress. I mean, if you ever see that movie, The Room, where she won Academy right. Award, it is fucking stellar, man. Like she's amazing in that movie. And um, United States of Terror, that show that was on Showtime, she's great in that. Um, so I just, I don't know. Like I felt like she just didn't play it as dynamic as I thought. And I, and I, and then again. It's but how much? But do you know? Have you read Captain Marvel before, like Carol Danvers, Captain know what? Marvel? I haven't. I, I really haven't. So that might be a big problem there for you. Well, because you have this predetermined, you have this predetermined notion of how she should be without reading the comic books, and yeah. But then you can argue that again. We don't. I mean, for the average viewer who just rolls in and watches this movie, don't read comic books. And but you so, don't have to read comic books to like, fig, like. It's not that she wasn't okay. So that's like going to a Spider-Man movie, no, not knowing anything about Spider-Man, and then hoping and praying that you'll like the fact that Spider-Man, when he becomes Spider-Man, you know, mouths off a lot and is a wise ass. You know, you're but you wouldn't know that if you didn't know Spider-Man, and you I, would pick I, up on it if you. It's it's kind of the same I, thing because I in the comic so. books, in the comic books, she's kind of close uh, to to how she tried to portray. She's very smart ass, very confident. Uh, almost like a Tony Stark. I re- the whole time I was watching the movie, I was thinking, I can't wait to see these two share a screen together with how right. they're just fighting back and forth. Well, and I also kind of half expected like uh, some sort of like, I know there was kind of growth in the movie, but um, she was, I mean, she's the most powerful being, you know, in the universe. And so I never felt like she was in any danger. Not that they were going to kill her off because, you know, it's not going to happen. Right. But I just didn't feel... Like, you know, like a Tony Stark who was like kidnapped and he had to like fucking get out of there. And it was still kind of really, you know, thrilling. I didn't have any part of this movie where I felt 
super scared for her or anybody else or, you know, um, I felt that, I don't know, it was just that kind of thing. But I, again, but I did like the dynamic between her and Fury. I liked their relationship. I thought um, Agent Coulson was completely wasted. I thought Ronan was completely wasted. I thought uh, uh, the guy, um, his right-hand man, the, the black guy, uh, from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I thought he was completely wasted. But but I but I can forgive that because I thought well maybe they're saving that like cuz they're going to make more Captain Marvel movies. We don't know the 25 year gap which she's been doing. You know, so she could be well, doing do. all kinds of shit. What you do but you don't like they can make movies, you know, right, about right. her during that. That's what I'm saying. Right. So I kind of forgave that. I'm like, you know, because why else put those people in the movie for? Like they don't do anything. And so, um, anyway, uh, again, nitpicky shit, you know, just... So, right this, off the bat, this this origin story for Captain Marvel is so fucking different. So different from the comic books, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot of homages or little, like, winks to the audience because... So, the person that Annette Betting plays, right, is mm-hmm. called... Um, Marvel. Marvel, right? So... Her Earth name, though, is that Lawrence, right? I think it was Lawrence? Yeah. Something Lawrence, uh, right? It's Hawk, Hawkins or Lawrence. I forget what it was. Something like that, right? Well, that's the doctor person that Marvell in the comic books pretends to be a doctor. So that was like, so that was two characters together, right? And like in this version, which is the coolest part of this entire thing, they changed how Carol Danvers gets the powers, gets her powers. It's not from. Um, it's not from absorbing the Tesseract energy. It's actually no. absorbing Captain Marvel or Marvel's energy. Yeah, they blow. She blows up the core or whatever, and it, it, it right. And that was her. the most interesting yeah. part, and that's how it ties her directly to the Infinity Gauntlet because her power comes from the Tesseract. Yeah, I I liked that. I I had no problem. Like there was parts in it where I was like, oh, cool. They just filled in a plot hole. They just filled, you know, like. Where's the Tesseract been? It just shows up in Avengers. Oh, okay. Fury had it the entire time because a cat swallowed it. Like, all right. Like, they they filled some gaps in there that I always had questions about. And right. then, and I don't know. Like, I, I thought the story or the the way this was written was very clever because it answered, like I said, it answered a lot of questions I've had over the years. And then it also kind of, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in Endgame because I bet you she might even pop up in some of the, the, I always I thought like Fury had this pager for 30 years, right? And he never mm-hmm. once used it. So I, right. I find that hard to believe. But then I started thinking about it. What if he did fucking hit that button a few times over the 30 years and she just either didn't show up or went, oh, Earth has it. They're fine. And this right. doesn't come. So there's a number of things that they can do with that. I just, I just, I don't know. Like, I just hope they don't. I want someone to be formidable for her, to really like... There's not a lot. There isn't. Uh, <clears throat> I I thought one of the parts that was funny at the end, uh, just skipping to the end, when the Jude Law character's like, let's just not use our powers <laughs> and I'm going to beat the shit. You very know, Indiana Jones. Very Indiana Jones. I was like, she's just like, I don't have shit to prove to you, man. And I yeah, was that like, was a great thing, I was too. like, okay, that was pretty fucking cool, you know? It, there's a lot of underlying things going on here, just like right. Wonder Woman. Um, the part where she finally becomes Captain Marvel, which she's actually never called Captain Marvel in the movie. No. Um, but um, when she actually fully gets her powers, um, you see it, you know, so. Well, the the daughter pushes buttons on her arm and change, changes her that was outfit cool. look. That was cool. Um, the I, I think Sam Jackson pretty much named her without officially naming her. Because he's like Marvel, like we're just Marvel, we're right? Just, just say Marvel, you know. Um, oh, there's one thing I have to talk about before we get back in the movie. It's off topic a little bit. Um, yeah, Stanley's last uh, cameo. Oh, right. I what a thought great thing was fucking genius because it's in the 90s. It's 1994, 93 era. Mallrats hasn't been made yet. That came out in 95, 96, something like that. Right. So when I saw the Mallrats script, I I grabbed my son's arm. And he was like, like oh. saying it. He was saying I was it like, too. I was like, holy shit. You know, he was and saying that famous line that he said in the movie too. Yep. Nobody in the theater got it. 
nobody understood what the fuck was going on. And I was like the only one who was just like, holy shit, holy shit, I bet you Kevin Smith's fucking crying his eyes out right now. Right. I bet yeah. you anything is just dying inside. And, and they this, did the Marvel opening with stands, all of Stan's cameos. That that got me. That right was in fucking the, awesome. Yeah, that got me in the gut. I thought I was that like, was oh so shit, great. this is up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the whole the whole beginning is just Stanley's life, and then he dies. Yeah, you're like, oh fuck! You're like, I can't do this. <laughs> and then it turns to animation. It's Captain Marvel. Right. <laughs> So, like, following, following along with, like, those little homages and shit like that, right? So her best friend is called Monica Rambeau in this, in, in the movie, right? Well, Right, right. So, again, Captain Marvel, the movie is so different than Captain Marvel in the comic book because the second Captain Marvel after Marvel dies yep. is Monica Rambeau. Oh, okay. So, like, that was another name drop, name drop. or something, yeah. So, just again, they're all over the map here to try to make this. If you're a fan of the comic book, you're probably like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, like, because there's so much history to this character because so many different people have taken up the mantle that, it, I mean, she ties to X-Men as well with Rogue. Wow. You know, like, her storyline intersects with X-Men as well. Oh, Rogue steals her powers, right? Right. That's where Rogue gets flight and super strength from. From Captain wow. Marvel. Oh, yeah. Or Carol Danvers, I should say. Carol Danvers, yeah. Yeah. I, because I Carol Danvers is actually Miss Marvel for a yes. really long time until somebody says you should take up the name Captain Marvel. Yeah, so just, she's Miss Marvel. Just change. Change Miss to Captain, okay? Just That's everything has <laughs> changed in this story. But, again, they they take the best bits and pieces from everything without going too much into Mar the actual true Marvel where it's still a kind of a cohesive story. Um, yeah, I'm just curious how she's going to play into Endgame because uh, we, I stayed for the two credit scenes. Yeah. Um, the last one just being, you know, they always, the last kinda one stupid. is always something, you know, weird. Yeah. Um, although it was better than the Ant-Man and the Wasp one, I thought. But uh, this, um, the, the post-credit scene was kind of an important one where it shows, you know, the remaining Avengers like trying to figure shit out and they, they had found uh Fury's pager. Right. And and they were messing with it and then it finally just shuts off and they're like, uh how do, what's going on here? Like we gotta fix this or turn it back on or whatever and then she she just shows up there. She's like, yeah. Hello <laughs> And she's like well, where's, the only, the, where's the, only that, the only thing that bothered me about that was we just saw her get those colors flying around. Right. And in that end credit scene, she already changes it. Yeah. It's like, can you give us some time to buy the original merchandise before you change the way it looks already? Right. Well, yeah, I you, mean, you have, to, you have to imagine 30 years have gone by, so, you know, she might have changed it a little bit. But I, I know, yeah, but for I an audience member, you just I just fell in love with that suit and those colors, and now you're yeah. already changing it. Yeah. It's kind of like <laughs> Iron Man's suits, you know. Right. Like Stop it. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, that's all about merchandising. You can push a button on her arm, and she could change her color. <laughs> right. So it's like, God damn it! Right. I, I loved, I loved, I, what I loved about her suit was the the helmet or the mask that came yeah. down digitally, and her hair popped out the top, so it looked like a mohawk. I yeah, just thought that badass. was badass. Yeah. yeah, that was super cool. But uh, now, as far as like the movie, the movie is gorgeous. I love that they spent time in space. That was like my favorite part yeah. of the movies whenever they were in space. And then they, you know, pop back on Earth and all that stuff. So, so they're trying to do a lot more Cosmos stuff in the MCU, which I like. I like right. that. I love Guardian of the Galaxy so much, and so I like it when they they spend time in space. Um, so I liked all that. I like the flashbacks when she's a little girl and when she's mid girl. You know, I like all the flashbacks, and I like how they meld those together really well, where it shows her standing up. You know, from falling down at some point. Yeah, in their life. This, a, that was another big subliminal message. So girls. good. Oh yeah, so so good. Smart. You know, um, they they played a little bit into her, like the relationship with her dad, but not too much. Um, so I don't know. Uh, there's a lot going on in this movie. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, and a lot of characters and a lot of moving parts, and they they did a great job. I mean, I think one of the writers uh, was it Nicole Perlman or something like that, or Perlman, and she did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh right. Uh, so that was cool. Um, so anyway, I mean, we got what a month and three weeks just to kind of digest this, and then we're hitting Endgame. There's not a lot of 
not a you know there's a lag time. There's no uh, no man's land scene in this, but there are very cool scenes in this. You know what? Fuck um, that. That's so. That's such a good point. That was like there's no scene where I'm just like about. getting goosebumps down up and down my spine yeah. when I watch that no man's land scene. I didn't get that too much here. I only got like little bits and goosebumps here and there uh, when she finally became. It looked even cooler. In the theater. Well, I like, like it. It doesn't look as cool in, on the small screen, but when she actually lights up and starts glowing yeah, and becomes Captain Marvel, crazy. it's fucking badass. Yeah, because there was parts in it where the fighting reminded me of Batman Begins, and I was getting sick. You know, I was like, oh, oh God. Like the close I'm, like, up. I'm like, please pan out. Please, please. Because I, I really wanted to see her fight, and at times they did do it, but most of the time it was like watching, you know, Born Identity 2, where it yeah. was just Born Supremacy. It was so close, and like I was getting like sick. You know, and um, so, yeah, that kind of bugged me. But I liked uh, it, it's cool because we talked about um, offline, I think, or maybe online about Honey, uh, <laughs> Honey, Heidi uh, Moneymaker. Um, oh, you're right. Being the uh, she was the stunt double for the old woman. The yeah, show. that was so great. So I was watching that really carefully. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was really cool. Um, well, here's the one thing. Like I said, there's no no man's land scene here, but there's a lot of great scenes. But what this does have is a way better ending than Wonder Woman. Yeah, the third oh, act of shit, Wonder yeah. Woman. Oh shit, yeah, is just really bad. Like everything up yeah. until that point, I was in love with. Like, but it never reaches no man's land, which happens kind of in the middle of the movie. Yeah, you know, it never reaches that peak again. Yeah, there's a cool scene where she jumps up and she clashes her. Um, things one more her bands one more time right but the fight itself really sucked um too much reminding of man of steel Mm -hmm. Um, but for this one this one was fucking amazing gorgeous and she was doing shit like showing her ability because not even the hulk can do what she does when she threw through one of those those uh one of those carriers or bombers from oh, the long yeah. way, so fucking from great. one wing to the other, it was, and she didn't even miss a beat. It was just so awesome. Yeah, and this this ending cool. was way more satisfying, way more yeah. satisfying than Wonder Woman. I just but loved, something uh, about that no man's land scene really yeah. gets you. Um, and again, Captain Marvel didn't have that moment, but they had a they had a lot of little moments, little that, tiny moments, right? Yeah. So again, it's it's good, but if if you're gonna give something where you know, you, you've waited two hours for the sending. You, you're going to be disappointed in Wonder Woman. But with Captain Marvel, it's definitely satisfying when she becomes full-blown. And yeah. you see how powerful she is. And all I kept thinking was, oh, my God, this is going to be so fucking awesome watching her fight Thanos hand-to-hand. Oh, man, I know. I can't wait. I I liked uh, – what did you think of the like, – I knew, like, once they showed Goose – I was like, there's something about that cat. Like, I know something's going to happen with that cat. Right. And then when he goes full flurkin, you know, when they're like, that's a flurkin, keep it away from me. I was like, oh, no. It's going to be like <laughs> something dastardly. And it, it has a Groot moment when it, like, sticks all its tongues out. And it reminded me of Groot and a little bit of uh, The Force Awakens. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Those uh, those rolly things in Han Solo's ship. I remember yeah. that. Um. But yeah, so what he, didn't you really like about the movie? What I didn't like? Yeah. I I just I don't know, like I like I said there's not really one th- I didn't hate this movie. I just didn't I was just not over the moon about it, you know? Mm. It's like Ant-Man and the Wasp to me. It's just like, yeah, that was really that was really entertaining, you know? And then like the next day I forget about it. You know, like yeah. I felt like that about this. I I I love I think I love Black Panther about 10 times more than this movie. But there are parts in this movie that I think are spades above some of the other Marvel movies, especially it's fucking gorgeous. First of all, yeah. I said, but I just there's nothing interesting to me about Captain Marvel as far as it like, does actually have one of the best MCU like fight scenes in, in uh, the, which which one at the at the end? Yeah, where she becomes Captain Marvel. Yeah, when she becomes full fledged Captain Marvel, I actually sat back going like, "This is pretty fucking cool." Like this, yeah, is, this like because cool. even Iron Man has a really weak third third act. They do, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. You know, a lot of, so, a lot of the movies, Black Panther has a weak third act too. I yep, mean, that whole yeah. remind me of Episode One. I was like, "What's this fighting for? What the? This is stupid." Yeah, it's you not know. great. Even Ultron's fight wasn't that great either. Although, no. No, but it, it's had some like gorgeous shots. That one shot that yeah. he does, 
But this one, this one has one of the better endings. You know, just, this is better than Thor Ragnarok's I, ending. Oh yeah, we'll give you that. I, I, well, I like this movie better than Thor Ragnarok. That's for sure. Yeah. I, um, I just, I can't quite put a pin in. It. I think, I, I think I need to watch this again, give it a couple of weeks, and watch it again, or watch it right before Endgame or something. Like I said, I might have been a little tired this morning because I was pretty tired, and I, I might have dozed off a couple of times for a very short amount of time during the slow scenes. But I just felt like there's just something about the movie. I was like, I just don't, this isn't like making me jump out of my seat. And I was getting disappointed about that. But like, you know, like I said, it's just more Marvel kind of like, not fatigue. It's just, they've done so many origin stories now that it's, they're predictable. Hmm. And um, I wanted, because this was the first female driven superhero movie in the MCU, I just wanted something fucking great, you know. I just wanted. Well, it was going up against Wonder Woman, and and that's a shitty thing to do. But yeah, you know, um, but it, it's going to happen because it's DC's dude. If only this was real the real big successful movie, if, if this was like the fifth or sixth movie in in the MCU, I'd be shitting my pants. I'd be like, holy fuck! This and if this awesome. came out before Wonder Woman, yeah. But they just there's just been so much stuff before this that when this finally came out. You know, there there are things about it, like as far as the storytelling and the cleverness of some of the storytelling, I thought was fantastic. But mm. I just felt the character itself, I wasn't in love with. I'm like, yeah, Brie Larson's pretty cool. You know, uh, you know, Captain Marvel's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't see any time in the movie where she was really vulnerable and 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 weak and like I have to overcome this tremendous thing or whatever it was just kind of even keel and then at the end she just blows up like crazy well that's where they tie in the you know the standing up and getting back up every right and i love i love that you know i just i love that i just but she is she is like i mean i think kevin feige or somebody said you'll see how powerful she actually is yeah and you fucking do yeah i mean there is no doubt about how powerful she is and the most interesting about her change and origin story is that her powers well, are tied directly to the Tesseract Stone, which is what? The Soul Stone? No. Yeah. Uh, no, time not, stone, not the Time Stone. Time, time right. Stone. So that's where, I, that's where I'm nervous about Endgame. Because I don't want a situation where she's just so goddamn powerful that it's over in a second. Or... You know, kind of like you know, you were, you were telling me before that you played Knights of the Old Republic two, and you're like, it wasn't even fun because you were just murdering everybody left and right. right. Like there was no like progression or whatever. You just jumped in the game and fucked everybody up. And you're like, this is boring. Like right. I don't want a situation where she's so goddamn powerful she just shows up and flicks him in the head and it's over with. Right. Like it, there has to be like I wanted some struggle in this movie. I wanted her to struggle. And then come out on top at the very end, and then in the next movie, you know she's had thirty years as Captain Marvel, so she's probably going to be even more powerful, right? You know, and more seasoned. You know, I want a fucking battle against that. I want a drag out, crazy ass battle between the two because they're it's the most be, two powerful beings in, on the you know in the universe. It's going to be cur- uh, curious to see how they tie her powers to one of the stones. And she didn't get snapped. You know, nope. so we don't know if that's because she's so powerful or because uh, she's tied to the stone. She, she's tied to the stone. So, and you know, Gamora's tied to the stone, one of the stones. <coughs> that's the soul stone. Yeah. So, and I, when we hear there's time traveling in Endgame, there's a lot of shit going on in Endgame. And I heard it's like three hours or three and a half hours long. I'm, I'm, like, okay, I'm okay with, with that. that. I'm okay yeah. with that. So, if it tells um, a story in five hours, give me that too. I don't give a shit. So we'll see how Endgame is. It might make me love this movie even more if they tie it in really well. So, um, like I said, I'm not disappointed. I'm, I, I don't hate this movie. Whatever. I just, I was just like, man, I really wanted to like, uh, I just wanted to it to gut punch me in a way, you know. And I just wanted to be super, super excited and smiling when I left there. And I just thought, oh, you know, it was it was okay, you know. It was a decent movie. I don't think it's seventy nine percent. I think it's higher than that. And I definitely yeah. the audience score is complete horseshit. You know that's coming from those fucking trolls. You know, right. it's probably ninety percent. You know what I mean for for the audience at least ninety right. percent. So and I I hope women and people of all colors everything just go and flock to this movie because it it needs it. We need this right now. We need this kind of movie, this uplifting kind of movie, and all that stuff. And um, 
uh, my wife didn't go see it. She's like, I don't want to see that. But she said that about Wonder Woman, too. And then when I came back from the movies and said, dude, you, you really should go see this, she went and she fucking loved it. I think she was going to love this movie even more. I think she can really relate to this person more than Wonder Woman because she was a god, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and this is kind of hard girl, to relate to somebody yeah. who looks like Gal Gadot and as powerful as Superman. <laughs> right. It's like boo. Boo for yeah. you because I, Steve died. I can look tear, at you. I could tear Superman's dick off. <laughs> like I I am powerful. Yeah. And so, I look like I, I could be on the cover of every single fashion magazine. <laughs> boo hoo. <laughs> How come I don't get recognized more? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Damn, you, it's like, this is weird. You're, it's like Superman in the Man of Steel is like, you know that guy with glasses still looks really good like Superman, right? He looks really right? jacked. Yeah. <laughs> He's jacked like I mean, Superman. I mean, his muscles are actually put, like like ripping the flannel on his shirt. <laughs> Do you see him cock his arms? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and he just did that to get water at the water cooler. Okay. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, this movie definitely had a lot of humor in it, which I liked. Um, yeah, but not too much. It was it was it right on because again, her right character in the comic books is is is, is kind of on par with with Tony Stark a little bit in yeah. how she and I was is. I, man, I was so excited about Agent Coulson too. I was like, oh, what a great way to figure out how to bring him back, and they don't use him at all. Like <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't do anything. He's actually yeah. You learned a little bit about him. He's a rookie at this point in time, so he's yeah, been there he's from brand the very new. beginning. Yeah, he's like he's like, well, he doesn't hate so me. So he knows Captain so, Marvel. Good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So why didn't you say anything, fucker? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the one thing they gotta explain, man. Why didn't Fury ever pull that pager out in the last thirty years? They could have used her ten times over, you know. But she must be busy doing other shit, and also the well, Avengers, it, it was something you know? that the Avengers could handle. Yeah, so I think like if they couldn't handle Ultron, then he probably would have paged her. Yeah. But uh, the Avengers took care of it, so he didn't need to page Marvel. So <laughs> he but, pages her, and he's like, uh, "Sorry, but my car won't start." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I dropped the remote behind the couch. Can you get it? <laughs> Can you get it, please? I can't. I can't move yeah. this thing." <laughs> uh, I haven't paid the heat bill in a really long time. Could you just light those wood that wood on fire for me? <laughs> With your wasn't photon it, blast. Wasn't uh, Winter Soldier? He got fucked up, and you know, and he faked his death or whatever. Right. And he was like, <laughs> he's all paging her. He's like, come, come closer. <laughs> what? <coughs> he's like on his deathbed. He's all come closer. <laughs> it's like Mister Hanky. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I made you come. Ha ha. I'm fine. How are you I doing? Just, I just miss you. How come you don't look any different? And I'm fucking old as shit. <laughs> yeah. You just got gold shoulder pads now. <laughs> yeah. Instead of blue. I like the blue better. Go back. What did you think about... I I felt it was a little bit of a cop-out with his eye. Did you feel that way? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Because like in the beginning, like toward the beginning of the movie, he hurts his eye. You would eye. think he'd be in a lot more pain. <laughs> the cat just, just like, scratches it's not a big his deal. eye. Yeah. He's just yeah, like, but, it's not a big deal. But in Winter Soldier, he made such a big deal about it. He's like, yeah, he's like, the last time I trusted someone, I lost my eye. You right. know? And so you're like, what? So it was like, a what was cat? That's who you didn't like, trust? What, the Clone Wars was this? What? <laughs> this is fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah, you trusted a cat that you knew for like two hours? What? I don't understand that. And it wasn't someone. It's more like something. Yeah, it scratched him in the face, and he d- he just goes, "Ow!" He doesn't even like. I would have been. Yeah, because like, you see his eye in in uh, in, in what up. Winter Soldier, and it's all white and shit. Yeah, and, you're, and like, you're like, "Wow, that looked like it really hurt." And then in this one, he's like, "It's." He acts like it's a paper cut. He's like, "Nah, it's all right. I'm good. I'll just walk it off." He taunted the cat, dude. If you were holding that cat and it did it to you, you'd probably it snap it to the neck. fucking window. <laughs> threw it out in space i'm sorry for all the cat lovers but if a cat fucking clawed me in the eye it's dead it's dead it's fucking dead like oh shit the tesseract's in it get it back i will literally just tie it to a leash get a soccer cleat somewhere i don't care where i don't care if it takes three hours getting a soccer cleat just to punt that fucking cat for taking my eye Everybody There's no way I'm not kicking that cat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
cruelty to ant like Peta's gonna cost now. <laughs> like what? It's not even a cat. It wasn't even a it's cat. Not. It's a furkin. Okay. So if a furkin fucking did that to me, furk it. <laughs> be fur dead. Oh man, I thought it was funny. It just it just like swallowed the tesseract. I'm like, okay. <laughs> then it, All like, right, I guess we're going with that. It coughs it up with like a fur ball at the end, which yeah. was so predictable. Like as soon as I like it showed Fury's desk, and I'm like the cat's going to jump up and it did. And then two seconds later, I was like, it's going to have a fur ball and that fucking test rack's going to come out. And then that happened. I was like, yep. Yeah. So predictable. Like I've seen some of these goddamn end credit scenes, but, but the, t- the tag scene, the first tag scene was really good. It was good. It was like, but it was creepy though. Cause they're like, you know, talking about this pager and like, you know what I that wonder, means is I that she, she, she lands and takes off much quieter than Superman. <laughs> because if, she landed like Superman in this. The whole building would have fucking shut. Right. She, they're like, um, what's that glowing thing behind you? <laughs> it's like bright. Yeah. She's trying to hide like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> up in the corner, all glowing and shit. Yeah, burning down the tree. They're like, what's what's that up there? <laughs> That's weird. What's that thing? What's that person that just caught fire to that tree doing here? <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're, they're like underground and, and they just turn around and she's like right there. You know, and I'm like, wait a minute. She didn't know any codes to get in there. She probably burned the door down. Or Fury gave her all the codes. Oh, yeah, maybe. She has all the codes from Fury. Yeah, that's possible. I don't know, though. That, that pager is not very complicated. It's literally one button, like, pushes it. and like she You could have accidentally out. pushed it in your pocket. <laughs> Just by accident. Could you imagine? You butt she, dial a fucking she, Earth emergency. <laughs> butt dial Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? What's going on? <laughs> She's like, oh, my bad. I just butt dialed you oh, by accident. Shit, I'm sorry. So how, how's it going? Do you want to get a burger? Must have hit the seatbelt. Do you want to get a burger? <laughs> you hungry? God damn it, Fury. It took me <laughs> light years to get here, you fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, by the time I get back, everybody <laughs> in the planet is going to be dead. Dead. <laughs> yeah. So what's, what's going on? <laughs> how you been? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you turning to dust? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah hey you know uh 1994 when you left there was a show <laughs> called friends that came out did you, get, did you catch that <laughs> no it's gonna be really interesting to see how because we still don't have hulk like hulk never fought thanos again you know so like it's going to like hulk's gonna be there who yep who hulk's actual strength in the comic book doesn't have the theory- doesn't have like a doesn't have a ceiling the rumor behind Hulk is what I've heard is that um, first of all, I think Endgame is what several years later, right? And they're trying to desperately trying to figure out how to fucking win and all that shit. Still, right. um, but the rumor is is that he's going to be like Professor Hulk, you know, like where he just finally just he just becomes Hulk all the time, but he's able to be smart, like he's not a brute that runs around and beats shit up. He's like, like green big, beast. Yeah, he's a big green beast, but with banners, you know, smarts and shit. And I, I wonder if they're going to do that. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, or they're going to play on that whole like, well, Hulk didn't come out, so you know he'll finally ga- gather the bra- be brave or courage or whatever. And then the Hulk will come out and beat the shit out of Thanos. Well, like, depending on out. which, depending on which, like who who writes Hulk. Uh, overall, Hulk doesn't have a limit to his strength. No, like there's no limitation to how pissed off he can get. Right. So he could essentially be some at some point in time the strongest being in the entire galaxy. Right. You know, but there's no way but I don't know how they how they would do that in a movie setting. Yeah, you know, you can do it that, in comic books, but well, not in a movie. the other thing about Infinity War is that, you know, you okay, so you've seen in Thor Ragnarok he jumped out of the ship and landed on the ground and I'm, that was really funny. But and then he just turned into the Hulk. So like at any point in Infinity War, they could have threatened his life to bring Hulk out. You know, they could have right. shot him or threw him out of a plane or did something, and he would like have just... they did in the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, exactly. He just would. Have... Yeah, exactly. So he just would have popped up, but they never did that. He just he just tried to naturally bring him out, and it wasn't working. So yeah, Stark should have just kicked him in the nuts right in the middle, like middle <laughs> of the street. It would have been over. I love he's just like does Hulk Hulky like Doctor Strange doesn't get captured by the other guy because Hulk fucking rips that guy in half. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And beats the so, big guy with him. But that's a that's a nitpicky thing. But uh, 
you know, so he's going to have a moment. He's going to have a big moment in the next something. Movie. He's got for three and a half there. hours. You better have one. <laughs> Fucking like the whole movie is just literally just Captain Marvel shows up and just rips the gauntlet off and like we won. And everyone's like, well, that was dumb. She goes, hey, Doctor Strange. Oh, he's not here. Oh, he's not here. He's like, oh, hey, uh, what's this? Who's the guy who's running it now? Yeah. (laughs) What the hell is his name? Wong? Wong, yeah. Yeah. He's like, Wong, open one of those portals and close it on his hand. Cut his fucking hand off. Right. Grab the time stone and let's just turn this bitch back a lot. Yeah. A lot. (laughs) Like, we got to go back like five years. Can you do that? Like Hermione time spinner a lot. I, dude, I would not be dude, I would not be surprised if, if Endgame is is literally the prisoner of Azkaban because mm. I I keep seeing rumors that they're going to pop up in all the different important parts of the Avengers timeline, right? Especially especially New York, right? So Where it all started, be, yeah. So it'll be like a Back to the Future two situation, you know. I kind of hope not. I hope it's better than Back to the Future two. <laughs> sees his mom and he's like she's got fake tits and, <laughs> and they end like, up in the, for some reason the avengers end up in the wild wild west <laughs> <laughs> like like thanos is biff essentially <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the end before they you know turn back time to to undo the snap uh hulk uppercuts Thanos into manure. Manure. <laughs> it's like some space manure or something. He turns around. He spits out manure. <laughs> manure. I hate manure. <laughs> oh my god. That's. Funny. I hope it's not that. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're like, well, I just paid thirteen bucks for this pile of shit. I buy not just thirteen dollars. <laughs> Ten years of my life. And life. This is how it ends. <laughs> I'm in the fucking wild, wild he west. He gets uppercutted into a pile of manure? Yeah. What the fuck? In a cowboy hat. I'm literally watching Thanos in a cowboy hat, and nobody <laughs> thinks this is weird. Nobody in the 1800s is like, hey, there's a giant purple guy wearing a fucking cowboy hat <laughs> with a nutsack for a chin. This is weird. I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> this is dumb. They're like, that's some weird tan you got there, mister. Yeah, <laughs> and like Tony Stark's like great 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 grandfather's there. Uh, you, you just call me chicken? <laughs> uh, oh my god! Anyway, so I hope it's not that. No, I hope it's not that either. All right, but, diversity ratings. Let's go. Okay, uh, I, um, I think it was kind of Jam Brady. Um, it wasn't totally a white cast, uh, but it was a diverse cast. It was a pretty. Uh, was it so a pretty say, diverse cast? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a woman who's the lead, the best friend, right, right? A black woman. Her partner in crime is a black man. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And there was a, there was a. Oh man! But even the was, white guy is not the real white guy. Lady, Middleton's um, not even white. He's green. That's oh, that's right. That's right. And then there's um, um, what was that girl's name that had the sniper rifle? She was badass too. Yeah, Gemma Ch- uh, Gemma or Gemma Chan. Gemma Chan, yeah. So yeah, I guess it was pretty diverse cast. Yeah, so pretty plethora for me. Yeah, let's, let's say plethora. Yeah. Uh, those of you guys don't know out there, you probably don't know. Like, what are these? So diversity ratings. We have a we have plethora, which is taking from uh, that was from Three Amigos. Uh, Three Amigos, a plethora. Uh, look it up if you don't know what it means. Uh, Jan Brady, which is pretty middle of the road. She was the middle child of Brady Bunch. And then Casper, which is Casper the Ghost, Whitey White. So we're going to go with Plethora as our diversity rating. As far as uh, Chainsaws are concerned, for right now, for me, I'm going to say three and a half. Uh, but that could change over time. Like I said, I, I don't know. Maybe I was tired or whatever, but I just thought it was okay. So I'm going to give it a C. So... Three, three and a half uh, chainsaws for me. I'm going to go four lightsabers. Um, it was really hard not to compare Wonder Woman in this movie because, mm-hmm. respectively, their their first fully blown female-led uh, superhero movie for both M- uh, Marvel and DC. So it's hard not to compare, but they're both completely two different characters. There's nothing mm-hmm. arrogant about Diana. You know, there's nothing... Right. You know, but on the same scale, they're both very brave. They're both obviously very strong. Um, you know, they're both 
well, I would say both of them are kind of wise, but naive at the same time. Mm-hmm. So like they're, they're almost the same type of character, but the fact of how, what makes Captain Marvel to me or Carol Danvers is her smart mouth and her cocky attitude. Yeah. Is, and that is great. I mean, I, like I said, I can't wait to see her in front of Tony Stark and they're just snickering back and forth because like, you know, Star Lord is what he is. He's smart to a certain degree, but he's not on the same genius level as, right. As Tony Stark. Right. But his comebacks are kind of smart, but not at the same time. Like he gets easily offended because they call him fat or whatever, you know? Right. So he's not the same thing. (laughs) He's not on the same confident level as, as Stark is. Dr. Strange closer to Stark, but, but as far as like arrogance goes, it feels like when those two, Carol Danvers and Tony Stark get on the screen. It's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, it is pretty. It's going to be pretty cool. That's for sure. So four, four, four lightsabers for me because you know it's a, just a completely different character and and type of movie. Um, yeah. Yes, you're right. It does kind of follow the Marvel thing where it, it hits all the senses. There's emotional scenes that work. You know, there's jokes that work at the right times. There's it's visually stunning. The story's got a you know, overall a good story, um, and there's no major plot holes, and it fits neatly into, you know, the whole giant MCU. Like, that's right. basically all, it hits all of those things. Yep. Um, so, like, it's it's definitely not the worst MCU movie, um, but it's, it's definitely... somewhere in the middle. It's it's def- as far as origin story goes, goes it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty pretty good. Pretty decent, yeah. Yeah. Well, Awesome. There we go. So there's our uh, review of Captain Marvel. And, of course, as always, we have more. We have lots of other movies to review this year. And we've got some other, hopefully, potentially cool things going on. But, uh, yeah. So anything else you want to add? No, that's it. Go see this movie. I don't know why you'd be watching this. I'm not watching it. Listening to us if you hadn't seen this movie yet. So Yeah. We didn't uh, spoil it terribly. But um, you definitely should see it. And if you get a chance to see it on IMAX, I hear it's... Uh, Oh, it's amazing! Well, you saw it on IMAX. It's pretty, pretty awesome. It's, it's fucking awesome. The, the, yeah. especially the end scene where they're in space and she's doing all her amazing Captain Marvel shit. It looks amazing on screen. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, that was episode one seventy nine of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Back. Till next time, folks. Chew on that. Later. <laughs>